Podcasting over here. Uh, so, so, so you enjoy podcasts, huh? <laughs> how's that? How, how, how are your podcasts? How's that working out for you? Um, you're listening to Being Jim Davis. Trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and Garfield. My name is Christopher Winter, and I am Jim Davis. My name is John Gibson, and I am Jim Davis. John, today, it is widely acknowledged that today is Saturday, September 27th, 1980. It's been scientifically demonstrated yeah, to be yeah, the we, case. We all agree that it is yes. Saturday, September 27th, yes. 1980. Yes. Yeah. Scientists and historians have reached consensus that on today, we read the 832nd ever Garfield strip. Well, I mean, depending on the time of day... Uh, no, John, it is the scholarly consensus, according to the Intergovernmental Panel of Climate Change. Well, isn't it September 28th over in Australia by now? John, it has been demonstrated beyond a shadow of a doubt that in 1980, Australia did not exist. There <laughs> were right. only, oh, okay. I, there were 12 and only 12 time zones <laughs> in 1980. Um... John, what happens in today's Garfield? In today's Garfield, John and Garfield are friends. Oh, that sounds nice. That sounds like the title of a book. Yes, it does. Panel one. Basically, Stan Cowpo, only Garfield is jumping at a turkey that's sitting, roast turkey slash chicken that's sitting on the counter between Garfield and John rather than just sitting on the counter himself. Mm -hmm. um, his teeth are out. His claws are not. His ears are back, and he looks voracious. Yeah, another thing that differs from the traditional cowpo here is that uh -huh. John is, his body is facing to the left, and, his, oh. and in order to witness what's going mm -hmm. on, his head is turned around 180 degrees, or, you know, yeah. nearly 180 degrees. You and I have a long-standing disagreement about whether John Arbuckle's body can be oriented left, left in traditional Stan Cowpo. We won't get into that today. Well, I, I mention it only because I find it interesting that John mm. John's, uh, like, intended activity here... Was, was apparently to look away from a turkey to, to sit at a counter, uh -huh. staring to the left with a turkey behind him to the right. Yes, yes, what, that's a thing that he did. That's true. No, that's highly yeah. accurate. Um, in panel two, John Garfield eats the bird. Like, was he just gonna stay there, like, just I mean, hanging out with a turkey? We, but like, we don't we don't know what was over to the left. He might have been watching television. He might have been. Um, you know, ogling a voluptuous woman. With a cooked turkey that, that has been clearly sitting there for a while. Like, it's no, it's not steaming. <laughs> no steam lines yeah. rising from it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. No implements of any kind. Plate too small. This I is know a we've standard mentioned this before, Jim Davis roast bird. But Get it going. really is kind of silly that 
John Arbuckle a single, uh, a single man uh, who lives have, basically alone. Who lives basically alone? It's it's uh-huh. it's implied that Lyman might stay with him, but mm-hmm. we see him so rarely that it almost doesn't even. I don't even think of him as living there. Yeah. Um, uh, habitually, who habitually prepares entire entire whole birds. Yeah. Uh, with which no, he then does not touch. Which he then does not touch. Places on the counter, on a plate that is far too small. Yep. With no utensils or other other food items or silverware or plates of any kind. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Is your implication <laughs> that John Arbuckle is playing? I'm, Chris, I want to. I want to stress. I'm not implying anything. Is your uh, granted? I'm just. I'm just asking questions. Jo- okay, granted. Even though I did not ask any questions. <laughs> granted that you are making no implications. Is your implication <laughs> that John Arbuckle is playing some kind, which does not exist, that John Arbuckle is playing some kind of deep psychological game, like that he intends for these roast birds to be uh, eaten by his cat? Like he clearly doesn't intend to eat them himself. Well, okay, yeah, it's it's either it's either an experiment or a symptom of a very deranged mind. Mm. You know. Well, yeah, we we can we know within fiction like canonically mm-hmm. John Arbuckle is not standard psychologically right he has at least three personalities John Arbuckle Tweed, Tweed Herringbone the cat show judge and Din Mother the drug lord um, and at least two versions of John Arbuckle prissy and slovenly yeah um, <laughs> John Arbuckle contains multitudes he really does. But do you think he's like John Arbuckle is roasting turkeys for Den Mother? Like, does he does John Arbuckle know that Den Mother even exists? Yeah, or that Tweed Herringbone exists? Mm. It's a really, really good question, and I feel Thank like we you. just don't have enough data. Yeah, like I don't know at this point. Like, it would make sense either way. Mm-hmm. Like, like Tweed Herringbone and Den Mother could be. Like maybe like like maybe Tweed Herringbone is the only real version of John Arbuckle, and then the other the other parts are just like subservient oh, you, personalities. Or I don't know. It's I mean it's very possible. You bring up an okay, lot lot going on. There, I bring, I, I think I submit that Tweed Herringbone is his truest self. Yeah, we don't really like we've always spoken as if John Arbuckle is the original <laughs> personality. We have no reason to believe that. Oh, oh, gee, John. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's very possible that that this is all Tweed Herringbones uh-huh. uh uh demented fantasy. Um <laughs> Another thing, okay, here's another possibility uh WRT the roast turkey behavior. The roast John Arbuckle's roast fowl. Nice abbreviation. Uh, uh, thank you. Um astute John Arbuckle's long- foul plot. His foul play. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. so much John, better. John, John, foul play is definitely the <laughs> is definitely the title of the academic article written on this subject. I, I was going to say the Agatha Christie style murder mystery. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of both. It's, it'd be foul yeah. play colon and then you know an academic jargon title. Right? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, 
it's I don't know that it's an article. It might be a PhD thesis. Anywho, right? Um, <laughs> okay, an article by Look. James Lindsay and <laughs> whoever Judith Butler, whoever the other guy was. Yeah. Um. Uh. Okay. Alan Sokol. I don't think this is an Alan Sokol joke. Okay. All right. um, <laughs> an Alan Sokol. That's what they're called. Um, that's what they call them. <laughs> that's what they call them. Um, oh, academia. Yeah. So, yeah. long-time and astute listeners, John, will know that there's another entity known to reside in the Arbuckle household. I'm talking, of course, of Din Mother's Enforcer, the carnivorous sentient purple purple cloud. Oh yeah, I forgot about the cloud. Right, which is a menacing character, you know, that that eats, uh, dissolves humans and, and presumably other animals from their bones. Yeah, you know, the flesh from the bones and consumes them. Clouds be dissolving, it, Chris. It's highly reasonable behavior for John Arbuckle to place you know, roast turkeys out on the counter for the cloud to dissolve, for the cloud to consume, you know, to prevent it from eating him. You know, could this just be like defensive behavior? In that case, I think it's highly suggestive that the implication here is the roast turkey was behind John Arbuckle, right? Right? He was looking away from it. If you Mm. want to not be eaten by this uh, sentient You have to look away from it. Or maybe well, it's... No, no, I'm, say, I'm just saying, like, you put the turkey, you put the roast fowl behind you so that, like, if the cloud comes up in front of you, you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. If it comes up behind you, at least it'll go for the turkey first, and you'll have time to get away. See, I I view it somewhat differently. I imagine... I'd be interested to hear your perspective yeah, on this I, matter. Yeah, I imagine that John is barely keeping this cloud at bay... Uh-huh. And he has to he has to he has to feed it frequently. He's basically providing mm-hmm. like a burnt offering. Yeah, I think that's a, uh, that's a fair to, description. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that, that that turkey looks overcooked to me. Um, uh huh. And clearly and, dry. But I also th- I also think that um, if if John were to actually witness the mm-hmm. sentient evil purple cloud um, feasting, like in, mm-hmm. in its feeding mode, I think that yep. he would go blind. That's or perhaps certainly true. Perhaps yes. be turned to stone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are both reasonable suppositions based on the information we have. <laughs> I'm going to add one more wrinkle. A lot of listeners at this point might be like, wait a minute, doesn't the cloud do whatever John tells it to? I thought that was how it worked within fiction. No, 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 no. The cloud <laughs> that, obeys that's, the that's... will of Din Mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I think when John is in his Arbuckle form, number one, the cloud doesn't obey him. The cloud is a threat to him. But number two, John, you know, I wonder if, like, consciously, John Arbuckle is totally unaware of Din Mother, Tweed Herringbone, the Girl Scout drug dealers, and the carnivorous sentient purple cloud. And so it's not even just like a turning to stone thing, which I think is a totally reasonable supposition, Mm -hmm. you know, and probably, you know, uh, Occam's razor. Yeah, that's the simplest explanation is that if he sees the Mm -hmm. the purple cloud. That's the literal interpretation. It's the the most parsimonious uh, (laughs) explanation. But I think it's also possible like something deep psychologically here is happening. John Arbuckle consciously isn't aware of any of this. So 
if you ask him, like, hey, why do you keep making those turkeys and then not eating them and looking away, <laughs> he wouldn't even be able to answer. But what's happening right. is like subconsciously, and he might have he might have like a breakdown just a, but in the you know because you asked the question. Yeah, subconsciously yeah. he's doing it because Din Mother is in there somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, as like making him do it, and then put them on the counter, and then look away. So number one, he'll be protected from the cloud, and mm-hmm. number two, he won't have to acknowledge it consciously that it's even happening. Yeah, that that stands. That seems psychologically sound to me okay a licensed john i think we we don't recognize this enough that both of us are licensed psychi- psychological professionals and this is our professional assessment yeah. of john arbuckle i don't i don't yeah i don't like to uh yeah i don't you, i, don't I know like you don't want to use yeah, the yeah. show to advertise your practice as a therapist social worker and and psychologist yeah. And mad, mad scientist. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think we basically cracked this open. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. Panel one, Garfield pounces on the bird. Panel two, yeah. Garfield gobble, 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 eats the bird. John's uh, horrified. Panel three, Garfield's walking away. We see a bird skeleton and a single bone. John Arbuckle's holding a wing. He says, no, no, no. John, Thanks. John Arbuckle uh-huh. is holding a weird uh, tiny eggplant. Like a okay, brown eggplant. Fair, fair, yeah. Brown or eggplant, perhaps yeah. a potato. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's like a soggy potato. Yeah. Like a, uh, okay, and he's saying, in the voice of Alan Rickman, thanks for leaving a wing, comma, Garfield, panel three name drop. To which Garfield responds in thought, what are friends for? And thus ends today's Garfield. That, that not, was the Garfield. Yeah, not just, thus, thus ends not just today's Garfield, but today's being Jim Davis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you've been listening to Being Jim Davis. We raised that fern from a frond. Uh, <laughs> you can support the program by leaving us a review on iTunes. Why not visit the show website, www.beingjimdavis.com. It doesn't suck. Far from it. You can also follow the program on Twitter at Being Jim Davis or follow me, i.atthe.am. God damn it. Don't follow me. Hey, Never Chris. mind. Before you, before you get to the end of this episode, uh, I just want to make a pact with you. I don't want to waste any time. So the second that you end today's episode, I'm just going to launch right into the Sunday episode. It'll be like no break. We'll, we'll be like, like, thanks for listening. You're listening. To, you know, it'll be like that. So we won't waste any time. Is that okay with strongly, you? I strongly agree. I just want to. I just want to clearly state how much I appreciate your desire not to waste our time or our listeners. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We will, uh, yeah, no, I appreciate you listening. Uh-huh. And we, we, we appreciate we'll, it a great deal. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you and good night. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.